0: Hey, this is Keith. This is Michaela. <laughs> Welcome to the open podcast. Ah. Today, our topic is going to be freestyling. Freestyling. And be freestyling. We're like, all right. gotcha. <sighs> Surprise. So we're going to try doing a podcast today with no topic, simply because we love uh, where aliveness takes us when we're both following it. And we're going to see what emerges. And you may or may not mm-hmm. hear this podcast. We'll see if it sees the light of day. So, this is called The Open Podcast Uncensored.
1: <sighs> and this is the first one we've done where we are far away from each other. Um, no. I know. I, miss I mean, you. just physically, <laughs> just physically. Uh, yeah. <sighs> You're you're over there in Puerto Rico. And, Puerto Rico. Uh, I'm in Guatemala, Lake Atitlan. Both incredibly beautiful places. And it sounds like we're sitting in the same room, though, which I I really like. I like
0: that too. What are you doing in Guatemala?
1: I just finished leading a retreat called Yoga Sex and Death with my good friend Susan Marufo at a beautiful resort called Villa Sumaya. Um, so, I'm just giving myself a couple of days to, to de- decompress before coming back home to Colorado.
0: What a name, yoga, sex, and death. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, Is there I,
0: anything else?
1: I know. It pretty much covers it all, right? Yeah.
0: <sighs> yeah. Any big takeaways from your retreat?
1: Big takeaway. I mean, for me, it was a, a great reminder of my my purpose and my mission and how lit up and satisfied I am by like sharing these amazing teachings that I've learned over the years and holding space for people to have their own experiences with these topics. Like it's just so deeply nourishing and satisfying to me. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And I'll say another one and, and, a bit of a shout out to Susan and also reflects on me working with you and that I, I, I really enjoy collaborating with people and like creating together. And, Mm -hmm. uh, it's just like, there's something like, just as we're doing now, kind of, kind of riffing on a topic and seeing what's alive Mm -hmm. and bouncing things back and forth. Like, I love it. It's a little bit, it's a little bit scary sometimes, like what's going to happen next. And, uh, but things often flow and and like create creativity emerges out of that a lot
0: yeah I completely agree um there is a part that's like I don't know like for me I'm like I've been working as an entrepreneur for six years now and I'm like holy shit this is way easier. Yes. Have I been suffering for that long completely unnecessarily? And I'm open to the fact that this isn't true for everybody because maybe some people who are like, I don't know, reflectors in human design or something want to work alone. I'm not sure. You know what I mean? Like, they're, I'm open to that. Some people actually so really
1: enjoy working alone. So you are saying you're realizing that the cooperation is also better for you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm
0: like, I get so much more shit done. Why well, have I been working by myself?
1: And don't forget, it's been you've been working with me, so that oh. could be as they have you know Fair. very special case. Um, so I might not apply to everyone out there.
0: <laughs> totally. Uh, um, yeah, I would. I, it's really funny. <laughs> I'm glad you said that because a second ago I was just like. We were just on the phone together and we were like, yo, let's do a podcast. And I had a desire that nothing changed in our phone call when we got on the podcast, except I noticed both of us being like a little bit more, I don't know, like strategic or like structured or like professional Mm -hmm. in some way. And I'm like, okay, how can I dissolve that? How can I breathe into that? I really want this to be like off the cuff, like chilling, casual. Uh, and then you, yeah. you said a, a douchey, arrogant comment. And I'm like, yes, uh, Daddy
1: Keith. And I, and I noticed it. Yeah, we don't have, I think there's something more natural for me too, Like we're both on our own phones in different places. And it's like we're having a conversation versus the ones we previously recorded. We're like both speaking into a phone, the same phone. It's just, it's like a, not a very natural thing. So this might be the way to go. Just go into different rooms. <laughs> <laughs> although, oh although it is uh, was... yeah no if well, we're in the same city we will definitely record together Still, so.
0: okay thanks for that yeah. thanks for that promise yeah. Um, yeah one thing that I notice is that um, like I do like being able to have your body language in the room with me yeah. and I'm curious how it would be if we both still had separate phones but we're in the same room recording Hmm. which is like how people podcast you know it's how joe rogan podcast they both have little microphones
1: yeah
0: but i like being able to see your body language and you can like wave a sign at me that the audience has no idea you're doing that tells me to like stop making a noise on the bed or something that i'm making because i'm like just scratching the fabric back and forth and it's picking it up on the phone
1: yeah they don't know if if i'm doing naked back bends on my yoga mat exactly yeah
0: exactly (sighs) <sighs> highly likely
1: um
0: so what's alive for you in this moment keith
1: <sighs> i noticed like suddenly like just kind of contracting in my system when you asked me that <sighs> yeah i was like i'm like our conversation feels very alive for me does it have to be something different oh <laughs> yeah yeah totally,
0: totally. <laughs> fuck now i'm I, guilty you're doing now the I, thing you said I'm you didn't want to do <laughs> no! well it's really funny because yeah. actually what's like most alive is i want to talk about our personal lives but mm-hmm. our friends listen to this i want them to hear all the juicy gossip in our lives and like all of our relationship issues and drama it's like so incredibly potent to me that I continue to learn from yours and I imagine you learn from mine because it's a shit show. So you must be learning something from mine. Absolutely. Um, And
1: it's it's tricky though, right? Cause our friends know who our
0: friends are are
1: and their friends are. So uh, being too specific there might.
0: (sighs) I mean, I, I guess we could get special permissions. Like I, I feel like I have full consent to talk about Jay whenever I want. (laughs) <laughs> and he would celebrate <laughs> being featured on our podcast yes um, and so I imagine there's some people who are like oh my god please talk about us and you know we'll, we'll only talk in an owned way of course we won't ever be like this person is stupid but we'll be like, I notice this person brings up judgment in me towards them for their intellect, and I'm curious and feel, about, and I, feel,
1: and I feel impacted by their behavior.
0: Yeah, exactly. <sighs> yeah. Um, one thing that that Keith and I were just talking about. Um, I'm doing it again. Shit,
1: <laughs> you're doing it. You're doing it. Us, Who am I talking us, to? You and me, babe. There's
0: no one to talk to except you. What, one thing I enjoy talking with you about is attachment because I see you as someone who's done a shit ton of work and I also enjoy the way that you humanize yourself to me in relationship and how many areas of growth that I see are still, you still have potential in not <laughs> to be a dick. It's <laughs> such, like,
1: nice no, such a nice way to say it.
0: But no, really that like there's, there's, Things that, like, I have this guru complex of wanting to be like, he's done right. so much work. He's, like, so above and integrated. And then sometimes they'll mm. say things, and it's almost, like, out of – it's, like, I'm blindsided. It's, like, coming out of thin air because I'll be like, but you're so developed. How could you think that? And then there's a part where I'm just, like, can you just be here with him in that this is a part speaking to you right now that is trying to integrate itself by being seen and witnessed. And I'm like, oh, okay. And it's almost funny because it's like it's like there's a little kid talking to me and it's yes. like parent is right behind it. And he's like, I don't know where my parents are. And I'm like, uh-huh. Okay, take a deep. Like, and I'm like, what are you talking about, kid? Your mom's right there. Right. So, there's a way that like sometimes you'll share things with me and I feel confused because I'm like, Keith, like what are you talking about? You're this like amazing embodied adult masculine. And then I'm like, oh, but there's these parts. And these things that, that don't also understand what the other Keith understands yet.
1: Yeah. And I love, I love that you, you say that about me that I'm, you know, so developed and done so much work. And then my, when my mind goes to the place of like, maybe you should talk to some of my ex-girlfriends. Uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah, and there, there is, you know, of course there's lots of material and shadow work and, um, areas I think we were talking about this before of like it never ends it never ends we continue to seek more liveness more wholeness um more secure attachment with people and and yet it's like it feels like it's like elusive like it's just out of the grasp and and the other thing that we were talking about was how that in many ways it's like you have to kind of walk through the valley like to get onto the next mountain or something like that so it's like Ignorance is bliss in some ways. Like if you'd never Absolutely. start on this kind of path of discovery around relationships and wholeness and things like, you don't, you don't know the difference. But once you do, you often kind of have to drop down into the depths and see the pain of it. And you're like, oh, I'm dating my mother again or "I'm dating my father. And, uh, yep. I've done this like for three years straight in different ways. Dude, I remember
0: when I did not know what the sentence ignorance is bliss meant mm. because I was ignorant. And now I know, now I think I know, now I know that I know that I think I know. And I'm like, oh my God, ignorance is bliss. And I often am like, would I go back? You know, I'm like, would I go back if I actually had the option to not know? And there's this part that's like, fuck yeah, I would. Hell mm-hmm. yeah. Living in my own little, like, little matrix bubble not knowing actually what exists beyond it. But then there's this other part that's like, you're a, that's a joke. Like there's no way you would be satisfied. And even if you went back, Michaela, you'd find your way here again, because it's your calling. Like it's here, what we're all doing. We're doing the thing here.
1: Right, it's kind of like a little intellectual exercise, right, And there's like movies made about this where you can like get part of your brain erased and go back to a point and like make a different decision. Um, but I totally agree with you. It's like your soul's impulse is to is is like set. So if you go back in time, the your circumstances are going to look different potentially. But like the same lessons, same yeah. kind of relationships, same things are going to appear. That's, totally. that's the nature of our existence.
0: Totally. <sighs> oh my gosh! Yeah, like as Landmark says at like the end of their forum they do they're like you're stuck there's no hope and there's no way out yeah and i'm like oh there was a relief in my system when i just surrendered and let myself die into that of like we are in a snow globe and there's no way out
1: right or i it's very similar to to Chogyam Trungpa's statement: "Of the bad news is we're in free fall through space. Oh God! All the, time. the good news is there's no bottom.
0: Oh my God! Both of those statements are so yep. terrifying. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we're
0: in free fall through space, and the good news is that there's no bottom. I mean, yep. arguably, it's good get news used to and it. also get not used to it. News. Yeah, get used to it.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Get used to the free fall." But it's like there's something. There's a part of me that's like, I wish there was a bottom. What it would, what I would give to s- just splatter all over cement sometimes.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, especially doing this spiritual work, I'm like, someone throw me out a window. You know, like this. My own. There is nothing darker or more I, terrifying than your own mind.
1: For years, those were that was like my reoccurring dream: some form of falling. <laughs> And, but I never, like I would never hit, like I would wake up or something would change in the dream. Right. And then, I mean, this was probably on and off for five years or something. And then one day I hit, (laughs) like I hit the bottom. I don't remember the exact Mm. scene and I never had the dream again. Like I, I was like, Oh, I'm okay. I didn't die. Wow. And then I never have falling dreams anymore.
0: So, wow.
1: Yeah. So I'm with you. Like you got you to gotta splatter, hit and splatter. <sighs> to
0: me, your dream represents so much about like what we fear will kill us. We actually just hit and splatter and then it's still not us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like what we live in fear of what we spend our whole lives trying to avoid is like it, you just hit it and then you're like, oh, now what?
1: <laughs> yeah. So that's a great topic. Like what are you avoiding, Michaela?
0: Ooh, what I'm avoiding <laughs> right, right now. Right, right now. now
1: <laughs> yeah. God,
0: I hate you. You're doing the podcast <laughs> thing, but it's probably good <laughs> for. It's probably good yeah. right now. Right. Um. I noticed right now I have like some self-judgment or fear uh, about how I was just like, oh my god, I hate you, and I was like, what if people listen to this and judge me for how I'm communicating to you right now? And I'm like, that's not supportive conchi language to use. You shouldn't joke about hating each other. And uh, and I noticed just like fearing what people will think of me if I don't use conchi language all the time. And the truth is there's a part of me that hates you, Keith. Mm. No. And that's what's real. No. It really, yeah, it really hates you. It hates when you poke. It hates when you challenge me. It hates when you want me to share on live podcasts what I'm avoiding in my life right now. And it's true. It's it's hatred. (laughs) Wow!
1: Wow, people. Yeah, I think. Well, I'm judging you a little bit. I'm certain a few other people might be it too right now. What are you judging me for? (laughs) I am. I'm judging you for hating me, rather than being honest with myself that I also hate you a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, right. That's like... I would
0: love to read a list of everything you hate about me. I feel turned on at the idea of that right
1: yeah. now. Um, I think I have a Google Doc somewhere, but it's, it's not <laughs> <easy>. <laughs>
0: ouch. Ouch. <laughs> oh no. Well, I have a Google Doc of all the reasons I fell in love with you. So
1: yeah. I think it's like, you know, if I zoom out a little bit, it's like it's interesting, like those things of if I really was like things I hate about you, Michaela, they, it could, I could probably also be said like the things I hate about the feminine or things I hate about life, because mm. my experience is like when you when I get close to people and oh. yeah, I get close and, and allow myself <sighs> to experience intimacy. There's a lot of like, oh, fuck, this person could this person could really hurt me. They can make me suffer, you know? And so the, the little hatred c- helps create a little like distance or safety or something so that if you do abandon me or s- say something terrible to me, I'm like, oh yeah, of course. I already knew that was going to happen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just like the rest of them.
0: Uh huh. Oh, it's so good. Rich content. Oh my God. Yep.
1: <laughs>
0: Thanks for sharing that. I think that's on the list of reasons why I love you is sharing that with you um like that part that i don't know that just like wants connection and pushes it away and wants intimacy and is terrified of it and i feel safer in connection with you because i know and see it so clearly in you and i don't need it to be different with you because I just look at you and I'm like, I fucking get it, dude. You, I'm not going to ask you for anything over here. Like, like you just keep doing your thing. You know, I love you and I'm yeah. just going to love you from over here. And there's a part that wishes fucking that so desperately that I could integrate that into my romantic life. Because I yeah. experience so much permissioning and safety and security in, a, in connection with you that I'm just like, oh, Keith, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like whatever with most of the things you do.
1: Yeah, and that's I, I was seeing the part of it. And it's like, are we going to reveal that we're not in romantic connection because that's part of our uh, business well, model? Well, you just fucking did. <laughs> yeah, I think you already did it. No, I didn't. <laughs> you just said you just said because we're in. You're like I can throw this into my romantic relationships, clearly implying oh, that we are not shit. in one. Shit. So it's out there. It's out there. And it's good, but because I, I think oh. I want to, I want to agree with you and get to this point of like what I have seen in our relationship is. Uh, it's been really helpful for me is like, you know, there is there's a lot of energy and intimacy and connection um, but short of going into a romantic dynamic, like it's like everything's just like slowed down a little bit and I feel like we're Mm -hmm. able to navigate the kind of attachment issues that commonly come into sexual relationships like so fast and so strongly in my experience. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I would, I'm curious if you agree with this, I would actually say that sometimes I do experience romantic energy between us. Like there's parts of our relationship that feel romantic to me. And the thing that feels different than my connection with you than other people or other lovers is specifically the Mm -hmm. romantic part, the intimacy, the relating and sex. And that's, like, the perfect chemical cocktail mixing things up to just, like, really get into my attachment system. And part of me is, like, why? Like, why is sex this one thing that tips me over the edge with my attachment system? Because I'm, like, I have in many ways I relate to you in our relationship in partnership in some way or the ways I've related to partners in the past. We're like, we talk a lot. I share my mm-hmm. life with you. We do things for each other. We take care of each other. We share meals. We share about our friends. We process about our families together. Like, there's a lot of, and, and, and even like living life together sometimes of like, hey, can you grab milk on your way yeah. over? Like, there's, <laughs> there's like a lot of the other stuff, mm-hmm. but for some reason, that stuff, I'm still on a hunt, right? I'm like studying yeah. myself and researching why. What what are the physics that lead me into A, B, and C, basically?
1: I yeah, I I love that, and I agree with pretty much everything you've said. And I I think I have the same dynamic in my experience in my life of the sexuality tipping the scale, and it's some for me. It's I've been looking at this for twenty years now, and I and it's something around. Um, like not having a fully integrated sovereign sexuality such that there's an element of giving kind of giving myself or my power away and like needing mm-hmm. then to be validated or held in a certain way. Um, so it's a form, like I feel it is a kind of like a bit of like an impure sexuality, like still using it slightly manipulatively or victimly and victimly, is that a word? And, and but,
0: now it now is. <laughs>
1: now it is but going you know one way or the other where and then ending up on one side of the attachment spectrum with this other other human being um yeah so i don't know, i don't have any answers but i can i i, I think what i w- wanted to come around to is that that's our our relationship together we were talking about earlier and how like we we have a lot of security in the in the in, in sort of the secure attachment for those that know the the attachment system uh, and kind of how it's taught out there but Uh, and it's, it's this ground of like, I feel like practicing with you as like a business partner and very close friend, um, you know, intimacy and connection and support and secure attachment is like, it's like, yeah, I think that's hopefully is creating it, embodying it in my system. And I imagine you too, such that future romantic relationships with people out there, may have a chance at more security Uh,
0: totally it's like to me like re-imprinting in some way my relationship to the masculine and i'm aware that part of the re-imprinting will likely be also having it with someone that i have a sexual relationship with that i'm specifically having penetrative sex with and it's kind of like to me i'd i'd like to think that who knows whether it's attachment, who knows whether it's like brain chemicals and hormones and, and how much each thing weigh into the outcome that happens, which is like for me, my attachment system going haywire and me either getting hyper avoidant and being like, I'm just going to drop off the earth and never talk to this person again. And they're going to be like, where'd Michaela go? <laughs> or getting hyper anxious yeah. of checking my phone every three minutes, which is not a normal state for me in my baseline day to day life outside of someone that I'm in love with, quote unquote, um, in love with, whatever that means. Um, someone that I think I'm in love with that I'm experiencing physiological or emotional responses to um, that, you know, I don't know. I think we should yeah. do a podcast on attachment, Keith.
1: Just full, full <laughs> and on, yeah.
0: Totally, mm-hmm. and, le- and leave them hanging about, yeah. like, they're going to be like, what? That you guys were onto something. Where'd you go? And we're going to be yeah. like, um, Michaela had a work meeting. Sawi.
1: Yep. Well, th- I mean, this, I, this is, this is a great start. It's definitely wetting my appetite for more discussion and, um. Whetting
0: your appetite. <laughs> Love it.
1: Oh. <laughs> you know what turns yeah. me on? Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, you do. Of course. Of course your answer is well, yes. You know, a lot of things turn <laughs> <for> me on.
1: <laughs> I do, but I'm always, I'm always excited to be surprised.
0: Okay. When people tell us what they want to hear us talk about. Mm. Yes. It turns me on so much.
1: Yeah. Me too. I'd love that. So yeah, this is so anyone who, anyone who's here still listening, like comment, let us know, like what, what would you love to hear Michaela and Keith riff and talk about in the next podcast?
0: And what do you want to know about our lives? Like, I'm pretty open book. I think Keith is, too. We, you know, depending on who our lovers are at the time, our partners, we might not yeah. be able to disclose who they are. Uh, you might be able to guess. But um, I <laughs> like sharing an <laughs> um, and letting, you know, all of us learn together. I would love to hear this off-the-cuff, like, podcast from all my close friends who navigate <laughs> Anxious parts that come up, the little young ones, uh, in regards to internal family systems that they navigate and how they choose to navigate them. Because mm-hmm. I'm always, you know, looking for. Yeah. depending on delivery. Yeah. I love you.
1: Yeah, love you too. Should we should we pause it here for now?
0: Well, yeah, you're just supposed to say love you, love you bye, right. and then they got to. Oh you didn't
1: do it right okay okay take two take two ready try it again
0: okay (laughs) okay love you i'll talk Mm. to you tomorrow
1: love you love you bye
0: bye you hang up